Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This is a day that we want to uh, honor the fathers. And Bradley just mentioned a few moments ago that I want to share with you from God's Word about the father factor. And I had an individual again ask me this morning, so are you going to bring it? And um, I, I want you to know that he will hide us behind the cross and the Holy Spirit will bring the Word. Yes? The safest place to be right now is behind the cross as members in the body of Christ. Years ago, um, we're going to go into Father's Factor in just a moment. Years ago, I always uh, kind of was amazed when Debbie Gatlin, who really walks in the prophetic, would bring things to my attention like, I didn't see that. Have you ever been around an individual like that? Like, you didn't see it? They saw it, but you didn't see it? And you didn't get the spiritual moment out of that event or picture that you were looking at. So this is the reason why we've got to increase the father factor in our homes, in our communities, in our schools, in every area. Are you ready? Last Sunday, thank you, Joshua, by the way. Last Sunday, uh, we had an incredible event out at Manatee Springs after the service, a baptismal moment. In all the years of water baptism, either in facilities or in creeks or in ponds or in streams, or even in created places, I have never encountered what happened last Sunday. It was crazy. But I learned something as I watched the week unfold. So we're finishing up, and um, (laughs) Kevin is helping me come up out of the water. Okay? I told him, I said, we're staying shallow I can swim, and I love swimming, but if we get out there too far, we're going to be in trouble. We'll end up bobbing, or you're going to have to rescue me to get my feet back underneath. So we get up, and, and uh, we make that, and he's, he's standing there, and we're standing there just kind of enjoying the moment, and then I hear this voice from in front say, snake in the water, snake in the water. Did I hear that right? And then there was a scream. And that's all I needed. And Jesse Owens stepped in immediately. What a great, great athlete Jesse Owens was. I got out of that water faster than Kevin. I was up and out of there right now. And that snake, which was coming down uh, the little area there at Manatee Springs, made a turn right towards us. Never has that ever happened, ever. Ever. So, a little bit later on, I start thinking about the snakes. And I wasn't just thinking about snakes as literal snakes, but snakes like what the enemy can be like. And where are the men to take care of the snakes? So, I'm going through the week. I'm developing the message on the father factor, and I'm still trying to get a picture on 
what was that all about on Sunday? And yesterday, I was going from our home towards the Bronson area, taking the back way, and I looked to my left, and there is a huge rattlesnake trying to make its way across the road. Out of nowhere, a bird appears. Not sure what kind it was, but it was big because the snake was big. Probably on this small platform here, it was probably three-quarters this length out here. That's a pretty good-sized snake. I just paused right there, and I wanted to watch. The bird came down, grabbed that snake, lifted it up, took another chunk, and brought it across the street, and then landed on the other side and went to work. I immediately got on the phone. I said, Joshua, in the same week, it's a snake again. I'm going to my father, that would be my heavenly father, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say? And then later on, yesterday, Robin reports to me, you got the rest of the story, that there was a snake on the road and she ran over that snake. Ladies and gentlemen, as I begin to bring you this message on the father factor, I want fathers to hear this morning that there are snakes all around our children. There are snakes all around our grandchildren. There are snakes all around our community. There are snakes all around our government. And it's going to take godly men who know how to factor in the work of the Holy Spirit to bring down the snakes. If you have your Bibles this morning and would like to follow along, we're going to open up in the book of Psalms. Haven't been there in a while. And I love the book of Psalms. And there's one key verse that I'd like for you to see this morning. And then I'm going to give you some important statistics of what is happening in our nation in regards to the father factor. In Psalm 127, and you can turn there or you may look at the screen, verses 3, 4, and 5, and I'm going to give you a sample of this. The Bible says, men and future daddies, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. Children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Wow, if dads could only know that those children are gifts and that God wants to create warriors out of those children for the kingdom. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. How many know that the enemies of this world are snakes to the kingdom of our God? So there has to be something, and I almost thought about calling Debbie Gatlin and saying, listen, three times in one week, there were incidents of snakes that have never really happened. I've never seen a bird take a snake yet, except for the, yesterday. I know they can do it. I saw it, 
but I've never witnessed it before. We need men who love God, who love their families, who love their community, who love this nation. By the way, it's dangerous to say you love the nation, this nation, when you don't love your community, when you don't love your family, when you don't love your spouse. The Bible says, the Bible says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Isn't that good? So let me give you some factors that we need to look at. And then I just want to deposit six things, men, into our hearts so that we will be different than what's out there in our communities. There's a crisis in America. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 24 million children in America, one out of three, live without their biological dad in the home. It's huge. So let's see the ramifications of what that looks like. Number one, children that live in homes without their father four times more likely to live in poverty. In the U.S. Census Bureau, it said, children in father-absent homes are almost four times more likely to be poor. Number two, more likely to suffer emotional and behavioral problems. Children of single mothers show higher levels of aggressive behavior than children born to married mothers. Pretend right now you're in an educational setting. This information is critical, especially when we look into our schools and see what's happening with boys and girls and then teenagers. Number three, when fathers are not present in the home, two times greater risk of infant mortality. National Center for Health Statistics report, infant mortality rates are nearly two times higher for infants of unmarried mothers than for married mothers. How many know that we're only informed according to what the government wants you to be informed on? But how many know that with God's word, you can be fully informed? And then with the Holy Spirit present within your life, you'll never be misinformed. Did you catch the switch? Did you catch the switch? Because it's dangerous to try to understand this book without the Holy Spirit. That's why I'm more in favor of direct instruct than computer classes. Children trying to teach themselves at a computer is like an individual trying to understand God's Word without the Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, not even a pastor can help you understand God's word and bring it home to where you need it to be in your heart. Number four, more likely to go to prison. One in five prison inmates have a father in prison. Report from the Department of Justice. Number five, the father factor. More likely to commit crimes. Study of juvenile offenders indicate that family structure significantly predicts delinquency and it's been enjoyable notice how I said that it has been enjoyable being at Levy Learning Academy because I took all 10 of these and I laid it down with our enrollment and we're inside all 10 ladies and gentlemen 
I grew up in a missionary-oriented house. And missionaries came to our churches where my dad pastored every year, several times during the year. I am a freak on missions. I believe in missions. I believe we ought to sow into missions, and I believe we ought to send missionaries out into the harvest field in other nations. But have you looked at our own country lately? We need some missionaries on the streets of Levy County. We need some missionaries who are willing to go where others are not willing to go and share with those who don't have what we have so they can have what he has. You had to listen to get that. I don't want people to carry what I have. I want them to be introduced to the one who can give them what he has for them. It is our responsibility, if we're really members of the kingdom of God, to raise the poverty level in any community where God puts us. Wherever you serve and wherever you live, when your time has come and gone, if it's no better for you being there, you shouldn't have been there. I'm going to break that down. If I have a point guard who is running for me on the varsity level, but he can't see the open man, and every ball he handles, it's his shot, he doesn't need to be the point guard. If I'm in Florida, and I'm not making a difference in Florida, I should never have been in Florida. (laughs) I'm talking about the father factor. God didn't just bring us into the kingdom to enjoy the kingdom, but rather that the kingdom would be established in others. Hmm. Number six, seven times the father factor, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen. Teens without fathers are twice as likely to be involved in early sexual activity, of course, Of course, when daddy's not there, the snake comes in. Number seven, more likely to face abuse and neglect compared to children living with married biological parents. Those whose single parents had a live-in partner had more than eight times the rate of maltreatment and over ten times the rate of abuse and more than six times the rate of neglect. I won't break it down this low for you this morning, but I can give you statistics and tell you stories about individuals that were living together, and while your partner was out, he was also infringing upon what wasn't his. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. Number eight, more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. Youth are more at risk of first substance use without a highly involved father, social science research. We need men who will make up a difference at the home, at the schools, in our communities, who live differently because they are living from the kingdom to the earth. There are many fathers who are living in the earth who are saved, but they're not living in the kingdom the way the Father wants them to live. (laughs) Christianity was never built for cultural benefits, but for eternal benefits. What did pastor just say? I am very cognizant of cultural Christianity. But God says Christianity, which has Christ in it, is actually eternal. 
Fathers, God built you for the distant run. God built you for long-term relationships with your spouse and with your children. Number nine, two times more likely to suffer obesity. Obese children are more likely to live in father-absent homes than they are in non-obese children, than are non-obese children. Number 10, two times more likely to drop out of high school. You wouldn't really want to know the number of students who have said to me just at Levy Learning Academy, and listen very closely so you can help me out in the community as missionaries of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Kids come to a place where they feel like they can't make it, and they say things like, I'm just going to go and get my GED. Not knowing, first of all, the cost factor. Number two, how difficult it is to pass it. We, as men, have got to come up to the occasion and rise to the occasion. Uh, Yesterday, I was working with two teenagers in one of the offices at the school, and I shared with them what Almond Gunner has placed in his portfolio on Core Foundation. I am committed because I know sacrifice. And I said to the two students, anyone who says that they are committed to you and are not willing to make sacrifices are not committed to you. Your commitment to Jesus Christ, men, will cost you sacrifice upon sacrifice upon sacrifice upon sacrifice. It will continue to reduce the self-life, the self-life, until there's no life left in the self-realm. Why are you willing to do that? Because the Bible says, which we are looking at this morning, the Bible says that our children are a gift from the Lord. The Bible says that those children are not only a gift, but they are to be arrows in the kingdom to take care of the snakes in the world. Good preaching, Pastor. A couple of quotes, and then we're going to dig into the principles that God wants to deposit in the hearts of our men this morning. Harmon Killebrew, who was a great athlete for the Minnesota Twins, had a wife that was really concerned about what it means to be a mother. And I'd like for you to listen to this quote. My father used to play with my brother and me in the yard. My mom would come out and say, you're tearing up the grass. And we would say, no, we're not raising grass, but we are raising boys. Man, kids read very well. Our children read very well. Maybe they struggle in the classroom, but they read us as parents. They read us as adults. And they know if you're more concerned about the vehicle and the house than you are about them. One has said, a father is more than a hundred schoolmasters. Education would be a lot easier if fathers were involved. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be in education, but their home should be a place of education. Let me break down, because I think sometimes we struggle on the breakdowns. Since my father was a carpenter along with being a pastor, he taught us how to shut doors so that we wouldn't, wouldn't ruin the door jam. Today, children, what they do is they just slam it. They don't take the knob and turn it and shut it. They just... 
That's an example. Education ought to be going on in the home. Let me break it down to you this way. I said to a young man the other day, hint, hint, if you can't keep your room clean, I know you can't manage a car. And you ask for me to give that up? Not in my lifetime. As I hear again and again about accidents right here in our region where young men are having issues with driving for whatever reason. The father factor says that though it doesn't feel good, and I don't necessarily like to say this, I am going to say this. For it's your benefit, and it's for his glory, because you're a gift from the father to me, and I'm going to give a report someday. And on top of that, you're to be an arrow. That when God fires that arrow, it's sharp and straight to the point, And it hits the target. Another one has said, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could ever give another person. He believed in me. One of the closing words by the great coach, Jim Valvano, who could barely get up to the stage, let alone he had to have assistance off the stage. But he said his father believed in him. Fathers, this morning, the only way that your children will know and my children will know that God believes in them is when they see it in us. Hmm, good preaching this morning, good teaching. If I disregard my children and I don't have time for my children and I don't have time for the grandchildren, you know what, that begins to take its toll and pretty soon they start hearing the snake. They begin hearing the voices of the world, the snakes of the world going, you really are a loser, you're never gonna amount to anything, you know, you know, you know, and it's hard for them to connect with the Father who created them as a gift that they might be an arrow in his kingdom. Parents, believe in your children. Even when they fail, even when they stumble, even when their rooms aren't cleaned up, even when they don't get the grade that you wanted them to get, still believe in them. Believe in your children. Can anybody give an ovation right there? Believe in your children. Believe in your children. Believe in your children. They are a heritage from the Lord. Well, listen, I don't mean to offend anybody, but the world celebrates their defeat more than you just honored them. The enemy is out to defeat and destroy your children. Daddies, we must be the factor in the home, in the community, sometimes merely by our stance, by our walk, nothing that we say, but they know that we know and they look to us because our eyes are fixed upon him and Jesus could go against the culture to bring the kingdom. It's gonna cost you something to deliver the kingdom to your children. Last quote, and then I'll just give you these nuggets. One has said, I cannot think of any need in childhood as strong as the need for a father's protection. Mothers are given to those children to nurture them. Daddies, our job is to protect them, and you protect them through prayer and fasting not enabling them to have a sense of entitlement. Amen and amen and amen. (laughs) 
I know the price that my dad paid to walk like he walked before the Lord. And there have been tendencies when the voices of the snakes have shown up to say simply, just relax. Everything he did, you can have it now. Absolutely incorrect. I must make those sacrifices. I must make my place in society. I must make a stand for my family. And I must be willing to sacrifice at all costs, at all times, so that those gifts will become arrows and those arrows will be sharpened and that they will be used in the kingdom of God against the kingdom of darkness. Those two kingdoms will not be eternal. Choose you this day whom you will serve. I shared with the students here a couple Wednesdays ago that people see the kingdoms as a horse to ride. And we get on the horse and we straddle it. And today, it's about the kingdom of God. But tomorrow, Joshua will know since he's the last one living in the home, my dad's now kind of leaning over this way. What should be left? Leaning over to the left, I see my dad acting more and more like the world. But then I see men like Jim Elliott who wouldn't even ride the horse. I see men like Jim Elliott, and I'm reminded of the missionaries who died over in Vietnam in a massacre, all five of them, who had nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. If you're going to be a father factor, you can't straddle in the saddle. You must make a decision, I am all in. Or I'm all out. Why? Because a mixed message will destroy the protection over the lives of your children. A mixed message will destroy the protection over the lives of your children. And let me, let me just say this for myself. I'm accountable to the Lord for the gifts that he put in my life. I didn't have you walk out of here today going, he said that to us. He said it to himself. I'm accountable before the Lord for the children that he gave to me. They are his gifts and they are his warriors. What am I doing to prepare them for battle? Good preaching, pastor. Here we go. Let me give you these things and then we'll close. The father factor. Number one, in Psalm 103, verse 13. It says this, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion. Men and men who will become fathers, it is our responsibility to be affectionate in the home. And that affection cannot start with the children. Good preaching, pastor. Good preaching. What do you know about marriage, Dennis? Well, a little bit. I watch couples pour it into the children and they're not pouring it into each other, which tells me they're not even pouring it into the father. It's got to start here. Father, I need your compassion so that I can show compassion to my bride and then that my children will know that I'm compassionate and I'm affectionate towards them and that my heart is always open for them regardless, regardless, regardless because I know that they are gifts and I know that they are arrows that are going to take out more snakes than I took out after my job is complete. Are you preparing your children for the snakes of this world? Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. So men, this morning, I'm inviting you to be affectionate. 
Number two, Proverbs chapter 22, verse six says this. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is such a foundational scripture in my own life. My parents never stopped training, but I was rebelling. But guess what? I came home by the way of the cross. Here's number two. Be attentive to your children. Be aware. This is number two. Be aware, be attentive of what's going on in their bedroom. Know what they're doing with their phones. Know what they're watching on TV. Know where they're going when they tell you where they're going and they don't go there. We were teenagers, we remember. Be attentive to the life of your child. Why, pastor? Because there's a snake watching them more than you are. No one in Orlando last week knew what was on the mind of a snake. But the snake knew what was on his mind. We are living in the most challenging, dangerous days. And only arrows that have been sharpened in the kingdom by the king will make a difference in this earthly kingdom. Be aware of the snakes that are around your children. You are responsible to the Lord. You cannot take your eyes off your children. Spirit of the Lord. Be affectionate. Be attentive. Number three. Ephesians chapter six, verse four. It says this. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. How many daddies would say with me this morning, no, I've done that. Really? Just one, two? Wow. Well, let me just say the altar is always open. Listen closely. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training, uh uh-oh, and instruction of the Lord. Not my instruction, because that can get wiped out. If you build on the sand, the sand will take out what you've built. But if you're building on the rock, then the instructions come from the Lord. I believe it was Amy that read that scripture this morning. And if we are godly fathers, he will speak through you to your children. Mm. And young people and children, it's not automatic. Just because you've got parents that are living for God and walking with God, it's not a shoe-in. It's not automatic. Let me explain to you this way. Maybe they're listening. Probably not. Just because the Cavaliers won the last two games, now they're going into a snake pit tonight. And Golden State is waiting for them. It's not automatic. They're going to have to play better tonight than they have in the last two games so that they can come out as champions. You're going to have to do better with your children than you have so that they would understand that their inheritance is only given to them by the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, where are you right now? The Bible says that when he was young, Samuel heard the voice of the Lord and he answered the voice of the Lord. But the Bible clearly shows later in 1st and 2nd Samuel that his children did not follow. Jesus. Let me give you one other example. 
And, and by the way, when I'm giving you this information, please trust the Holy Spirit. Please trust the Holy Spirit. These things are not on my notes. But before I walked up here, I went downstairs, got on my knees downstairs. That's where we all need to be, down low. Down low. The lower, the higher. The higher you go, the lower you must go in the kingdom. And I prayed and I said, Father, not one thing out of my mouth that is not orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. So I bring to your attention as we have the responsibility to be appreciative of our children. I bring before you this morning David and Absalom. I bring before you David and Solomon. I am saying something. Listen, please, please don't rewire this. We live in a country of entitlement. And because my mom and dad made it, I have got to make it. It's already done. I, I, it's an inside track. I've got it. Not unless you're willing to pray, fast, read his word, and sacrifice. There are snakes that are set out to destroy the direction of the lives of your children. More now than ever, parents, we ought to miss a meal here and there. Every once in a while, we ought to be found in a place of prayer. Every once in a while, our Bibles ought to be open, and there ought to be tears flowing from our eyes down onto the Scripture, praying over our children, praying over our grandchildren, asking God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Otherwise, the snake will take your child. Holy Spirit of God. We're almost there. Daddies, this morning and future fathers, be affectionate, be attentive, be appreciative. Don't wear your children out. I remember hearing my father say to me when I was ordained into the ministry, he said, don't wear the people of God out. And that's why I was willing way back then to trim back and go, you know what? We don't need to do that two services, morning and night and all of that. Let's create family time for the family. Let's create social time so that they can be able to gather with loved ones and with friends. Minister to those in darkness, but be on guard beyond that. Be on guard beyond that. Be affirmative. Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I want to give something away free this morning. And at this moment, I need the young man at the computer to come stand right here for a moment, please. Pastor, we've already seen this done. It's not what you see, it's what you do. That's going to change your life. I need for a chair to be brought right here, please. It's not what you see, it's what you do. This started when he was a little boy. He's still a little boy. In the kingdom, you're a little boy. I know you're still taller than I am. In the kingdom, you're a little boy, but you're a mighty, mighty warrior that he's going to shape and that he's going to train, and he's going to instruct. You're going to have many people in your life that's going to come with instruction, but you better make sure it's instruction that came from heaven. And so this morning, I want to give to you one more time exactly what the Spirit of the Lord is asking me to do, inviting other men to do the same thing with their children. Are you ready? Joshua, be strong and very courageous, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. As he was with Joshua, he will be with you today. I give unto you the witness of the Spirit. Be strong and very courageous, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go.
And Joshua says, amen. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I want to encourage parents to do the very same thing. Because if Jesus tarries, he's going to outlast me and outlive me. But what I want to know when I get home is that his arrow is sharp, it's finely tuned, and it doesn't miss its target, and he brings in more than I ever considered. That's what the harvest is all about. Listen closely. There are multitudes of dads who show kids how to drink. By their lifestyle. There are multitudes of men who show kids how to do drugs by their lifestyle. There are multitudes of men who show kids by their lifestyle how to have relationships outside the covenant. Let me tell you something. If you're doing anything outside the covenant of God, he, the snake, is coming. If you're doing anything outside the covering oh, of the word of God, the snake is coming and he will devour everything that you've put your hand to. And you would question me saying to Joshua, be strong and very courageous for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. I want that to be finely tuned in his spirit so when he no longer hears my voice, he'll remember Joshua 1.9 and he will be able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and I will be courageous and I will stand upon the solid rock and the temptations of this world and college atmosphere and slick girls and slick money and slick times will absolutely pass me by because the oil of the anointing of the Most High God is great greater than the slickness of this world. So I release the anointing of the Lord over you men. I release the anointing of the Lord over you men so that you will not be duped by the slickness of this world and by the cleverness of the enemy and the snake that is constantly on the prowl. Ask for the angels of the Lord and ask for the eagles as I was going down 27 yesterday. I asked for the eagles of heaven to take and devour all the snakes that I cannot see that are impacting the walk of believers on a campus, in a community, in my home, in the body of Christ. Release those snakes in Jesus' name. Last two. Let's go back over them. Be attentive. Be appreciative. Be affirmative. This is the one all men kind of like that sometimes gets abused. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Be authoritative. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord. Listen, if you're here this morning and you've never been disciplined by the Lord, the Bible says you're a bastard child because you think you're something that you're not. Can I tell you, I'd rather have my earthly dad hit my rear end than to have my heavenly father tattoo me. When the Lord steps on the scene, there's no way out. I remember one time my dad had had enough of me, and he said, I will continue to pray, but I release you to the father. I wish he had never done that. Because the pain that I went through and the discipline and the correction, if father has never corrected you, who are you? The Father will correct you. The Father corrects me all the time. And I'm his child. And he is the authority figure in my life. And I come under his authority. My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord or loathe his reproof. 
For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, even as a father corrects the son in whom he delights. Many within our school system who see me on campus will talk about discipline and punishment. I talk about correction. Terminology is critical. God is interested. He's invested his son in you. And what he wants to do is to see the gift shine in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 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 Let me see if I can explain it this way. If my wife, God forbid, would ever find out that I was actually having something on the side, tell me how Christ is being glorified in that. I'll never do it. I will walk with you to the end of my life and I will be faithful and I will be true to you and I'm thankful to God for you and I'm all in and I'm all yours and I'm going home by the way of the cross and I love you. You're everything to me and every man in the house who's married ought to be doing the same thing sometime today, not in my terminology, not in my phraseology and not in my emotions, but they ought to look at that special person and go, I love you, I love you, and I love you, and I love you, and I honor you, and I adore you, not at the adoration of Christ, but I adore you. No wonder the church someday will actually bow in the presence of the Lord and we're gonna lay our crowns at his feet because we're gonna then discover how great his love was. Last one coming up. And we're done. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37. By the way, God's giving us a report card and he's inviting us to have A's across our report card. Be attentive, be appreciative, be affirmative, be authoritative, and last, gentlemen, we are accountable to God. I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Have I done that? Sure I have. Have there been times when I've said things to my children that I shouldn't have said? Yes. Less now than before? Absolutely. Watch out for empty words, daddies. For by your words, you will be acquitted. And by your words, you will be condemned. A young man sat in my office two weeks ago and he broke down and he started crying. I asked his mother, would you please uh, excuse yourself? I'd like to find out what's going on. And he opened up his heart and he began to share He said, in my home, I'm always told I'm a loser. I really believe, Mr. Weber, that's who I am. I said, no, you're not. I said, we're taking a few moments and I'm gonna tell you that you were created by a creator. You were created in the image of God and he's got a wonderful plan for your life. Felt like Billy Graham for a second. And I called him by name and I said, you've got to put those empty words out of your mind. Did you know that empty words come from a snake? Did you know that the enemy only speaks empty words? The Bible says that Jesus gives life words, spirit-directed words. So when you're listening to empty conversations, you know a snake is present. Clean up all empty conversations. Why? Because, listen, daddies, I, I, I know that we like to walk in authority. Do you like to walk in accountability? There's a day coming when I'm going to give a report to the Lord for all of my words. One translation calls them idle words. 
I turned to Robin the other day and I said, sweetheart, now I know why my dad was a very quiet man most of his life. Because he guarded what he said. So what makes a dad? God took the strength of a mountain, the mystery of a tree, the warmth of a summer sun, the calm of a quiet sea, the generous soul of nature, the comforting arm of night, the wisdom of the ages, the power of the eagle's flight, the joy of a morning in spring, the faith of a mustard seed, the patience of eternity, the depth of a family need. Then God combined all these qualities. There was nothing more to add. He knew his masterpiece was complete, and he called him Dad. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.